Sabercat fans, welcome into the Cat Chronicles, our first off-season edition. I'm Raheel Ramznali. You probably saw me at the stadium at beautiful Aviva Stadium, and I'm excited to be doing some of the podcasting here as well on the Cat Chronicles. And how about this? I'm bringing in the man of the hour. Everyone's talking about him. Heineke Meyer, welcome into the Cat Chronicles. How are you doing, Heineke? I'm doing great. Uh, it's honored to be on the show and um, had some great first two weeks in Houston. So I've really been blessed and uh, I'm very proud and very excited to be here. Now, Sabercat fans, if you don't know, he is our new director of rugby. There's a lot of changes being made with the Sabercats and exciting stuff going on. So we're going to talk to Heineke about his career, what the changes are going to look like and what you can expect as fans. But before we get into all of the, the meat and potatoes of rugby, the fans want to get to know you a little bit, okay? So we're going to ask you some questions just so they can understand who you are outside of rugby. Is that okay? That's okay. I, I believe it should be about the players, not about me, but uh, I'll try my best. Let's do it. So number, number one, easy one. What is one song you wish everybody would listen to at least once in their life? I like Queens. We are the champions because it goes a long way. And uh, usually when you win trophies, I like to play that. So uh, hopefully in, uh, in the stadium, we'll play that uh, a few times going forward. Uh, yeah, I love, I love that song. I love but that I, song too. I just believe, it's sorry to, to interrupt. I just believe, you know, um, I believe in people. I believe in, in every single human being is something special. Mm -hmm. And the sad thing for me is people don't really follow their dreams. So uh, I believe everyone's champion to really just follow your dreams and, you know, and, and have big dreams and follow them. That's beautiful. I love it. The second question I have for you, what is one thing you always have to have in your refrigerator? <laughs> That's a difficult one. I don't thought about that. Um, probably water. Boring, but probably water. Hey, no, hydration. I, I, would say, I would say probably uh, some, some bottles of red wine. Okay, perfect. I love what's red wine. One so now you, you, your career has taken you all over. You've traveled the world. Uh, it's been an awesome thing to witness. But where's one place you haven't visited yet that you want to go? You know, it's okay, probably a cliche, but uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to meet all the new places and, and meet new people and see the, see the United States. I've always wanted to come here. I feel it's deja vu. You know, I've been here 20 years back. South Africa played uh, America at Houston. And now I've been back after 20 years. So uh, I would really like, and that's one of the reasons I came here. It's a great challenge, but I would love to, you know, to see that more about the United States because it's a beautiful country and such a big and vast country. So I really like to visit all these places. That's awesome. Let's see, you're going to have a great time here and Houston's a great place to visit as well. Two more for you. Who's one person alive that you want to have coffee with? Probably my wife because I never see her. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually always on the road and uh, never at home. So uh, probably... If I can get some time, probably with her and my three boys. You know, I love my boys. I'm very proud of them. So as a coach, you, you travel a lot and I've been all over the world and, and she's been looking after the kids. So probably if I have some time, I'll probably like to have uh, some coffee with her. Yeah, that's good. Have they, have they made the move here to Houston as well right now? Uh, my, my sons will probably come in and out. Uh, Vic has followed me and mm -hmm. uh, others are still at university and, and my wife's got a business, so that, they'll be in and out. Okay, good. Last one. What is one app on your phone that you want to delete, but you just can't do it? I'm not very technological astute. Uh, uh, probably the news, the South African news, because, you know, uh, I'm, I'm really quite positive. And uh, as, a, as a coach, I've never followed Instagram or, or social media because obviously being a South African coach, it's a, it's a high profile job. And uh, I mean, guys, guys yeah. get it if you don't win. And, 
And uh, I've just started now, but probably the news because, um, you know, every morning I stand up and I look at the news and it's so negative and I've stopped doing that because uh, I want to start a day positive and get positive things going. So every now and then I found myself just quickly see what's going back home and then it's just negative stuff because obviously negative stuff sells. So probably all the news uh, news apps, I would like to delete that and just start a day positive because every day is a new day and it's a new start. And I think especially in these COVID times, you know, I've had COVID and it changed my whole you know, perception of life. Every single day is just a blessing and you have to go out there and make a difference in people's lives. And, and that's what I'm all about. You know, I love coaching. I love to make a difference in people's lives. And hopefully um, we can do it here at the SaberCats. I love it. I love it. Spoken like a true coach, uh, seeing the best in every situation. I love it. So director of rugby with the Houston Sabercats, obviously last year was less than stellar. Changes had to be made. And now you are coming in. Uh, there's a lot to be done. And in the second segment, so for the fans that are listening, we will talk about the coaching search. We'll talk about the culture and all that good stuff with the Sabercats. But right now I want to ask you, how's your adjustment been to the city of Houston for the last couple of weeks? How's that been? No, it's been great. You know, I'm only going to be a few weeks and then come back probably in November. Um, I must say the ownership and everybody in the franchise has been great to me, uh, showing me around, really taking me out to the best restaurants and um, spoiling me. <clears throat> but um, it's been great. You know, like I said, I like new challenges and, and, and I like new people and meeting new people. And I've coached in the amateur days where they didn't pay us a lot of money or they didn't pay us anything. So it's been really great. And I've always been known for, you know, taking teams that's probably bottom of the lock because then you can install your own players, your own culture and, uh, you know, what you stand for. And the pack follow, always follow the pace of the leader. So you can actually install what, you know, the type of culture that you want. And I'm very, very big on culture. Culture to me is a non-negotiable. Culture is more important than strategy. Culture is more important than anything. And I really want to build a culture here of, you know, guys really, really want to play for each other making our supporters proud, put their bodies on the line for their teammates. And I don't believe in, you know, nobody's bigger than the team, not even the coach. Uh, I believe the coaches should be in the background. It's all about the players. But I really want to build a culture where we, you know, you're really tough-minded, mentally tough guys that uh, it must be really tough for other teams to come to Houston to come and play because, uh, you know, they must know they're in for, for a really, really big game. Yeah, and part of that culture started yesterday with the MLR Collegiate Draft. Uh, the Sabercats had the second overall pick. Uh, how was that? And that was your first major uh, impact at culture, right? Bringing in new guys that are going to be part of this team. Uh, how did the draft go? And uh, what, tell us a little bit about the players. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been amazing. You know, I've, I've been coaching since I was since rugby turned professional. I was a head coach at 27. Started very young as an amateur coach. So it's the first time I've ever been in a in, in a draft. Um, mm -hmm. So it was really exciting, something new, and uh, we did our homework on our players. Uh, you know, every coach would probably say this, but I think we've got probably the three best players that we were looking for. Um, you know, all great, great character guys that really wanted to be here. That's the most important thing for me. You know, I don't want to draft guys that doesn't want to be here. So all three of these kids really want to be here, um, and um, I think we've got really some all three of them forwards, and uh, they will definitely. You know, I like bringing youngsters through because you can embrace the culture especially bringing through local talent, but I like to give youngsters a chance. So these guys, I think it's three of the best and I'm really, really proud to have them, have them involved. Yeah. I can't wait to watch uh, Emmanuel. I mean, such a already such a decorated resume for such a young age and that impact should be felt immediately next year uh, when the team gets going and to see that, you know, getting guys that are proven already, that's going to be fun for Sabercat fans to watch. Yeah. I think what's great for me is, you know, um, you know, that long shot, talks with Emmanuel and all three of them, but uh, 
you know, he was voted as the best player in, in the draft and uh, he really wanted to come to us. And that's, I think that's, uh, you know, that's, that's a great start for us that uh, players want to come to Houston. They know we're going to build something special. I'm quite positive and confident without being arrogant that we're going to build something special. So if the likes of him and Dinesh and, and, and Dylan, uh, I also believe in Dylan because he's, I like to go for homegrown talent. We really have to improve our talent. But the other two guys really wanted to come here and they, they're so happy to be here. So that, that, that makes big, um, you know, it's a big step up for us. So let's talk about this because you mentioned this. Uh, this was your first draft. You've always been a coach and we'll talk about your coaching career in just a second. But why the change from coach to now director of rugby? Yeah, you know, it's, it's not a big difference for me. Um, I've been director of rugby for most of the places I've been. Um, it's just probably a title. But I like to be, you know, Mike and, and the other owners have been great to me. And I said, you know, I, uh, I can either cons- consult, but I don't be consultancy because you don't take, you know, they, you don't take full responsibility. You know, it's easy to consult. Even if they follow and you win, you've done well and they lose, they don't listen. So I don't like to be a consultant. And if you're director of coaching, you take, you know, you take ownership for the whole organization, not just the team. So I really want to, you know, take ownership for the, for the team, the way we play, the coaching stuff. Uh, I'll, you know, by being director of coaching, I won't be in the office with a suit. I'm very hands-on, so I'll do a lot of coaching as well. And then also, I'm very big on the on the our second team and our young teams. You know, uh, and the 18 team. Um, that's been my strength in previous clubs where I was or franchises where I like to look at the whole organization, not just the, the team and not just coaching the, the team. So I'll be very hands-on in all teams and improve, uh, you know, all the players and all our structures. I believe it's all about structures. Uh, if you have the right coaches in, in the right places and, and uh, you work as a team in the same direction and you've got the right players, uh, not always the best players, but the right players that really want to play for each other and for the coaching staff, uh, you know, then the rugby takes care of itself. So uh, I'm very fortunate that I've worked with some of the best coaches in the world. And, um, you know, without naming guys now because it's still negotiations, we're going to have a really, really good coaching staff. Uh, guys I'm really proud of and that I trust. And I know they will make players better. So I want Houston to be the feeding ground of young American players, guys that wants to come here and uh, play for the country. So I know we'll make them better. And it's not me. It's a team effort. And um, like I said, we'll be quality, quality coaches. And it's great to be the leader of this organization. That's exciting. The yeah, there's a lot of young talent here. They, you know, Sabercats, I've known, you know, since they started, I've been working with them. Uh, they've really put an emphasis on that. But for you, what did you know about MLR and the Sabercats before taking this job? Yeah, to be honest, uh, not that much. Uh, after Paris, I was going to start from I took a break out of rugby for, for a year and a half. It's probably my first break ever, just to be more, um, spend more family time. <clears throat> and then, uh, but there was always in the media, there was like, there's a few South Africans playing in, in MLR. So I follow that and a few guys I've coached against and I don't know. But obviously then more and more, I've studied probably every game that's been played now and watch, every, watch the previous draft and study the players and the team. So now I'm really, really up to it. But it was, it was quite uh, big news in South Africa when I joined the Sabercats. And uh, so it's, it's, it's quite often in the news. But uh, like I said, now, you know, I'm really up to it. I've, I've studied, done my homework and probably know all the players in the, in, and the coaches in the league. And I think it's a great league. I really think, and that's what excites me. Uh, I always like to be part of something new, something different. I've done everything else. So this is probably the last thing that I haven't done. And I like building sides. And, and I like to be, you know, in... Rugby turned professional just after 95, and I coached a small team, and they went all the way. Uh, and that reminds me of uh, the Sabercat reminds me of that team. So just two, three years professional now, and it's, it's a big honor to be part of that building process. And 
I think uh, rugby will just grow in this in this beautiful country. I think there's a lot of great athletes here, and uh, obviously a lot of money and good business people. So I'm very very excited where MR can go, yeah. and you know American rugby, and I want to be part of it. And I, you know, I'm I'm at the stage and at the age that I just want to give back. You know, I've, I've achieved most of my dreams, um, but I didn't want to give back, and I think this is the right place to be. One of the dreams you were the the man for South Africa. The program with the box, the spring box, by the way, if you don't know, Heineke was the coach, uh, third place finish in the Rugby World Cup. What was that like representing your country, the pressure that came with it, the joy that came with it? What was that experience like? Because we've never talked to anybody who's had a high profile job like that. And I find it so fascinating that the entire country, you know, everyone loves rugby there. It is the sport in South Africa. And you were behind that team. How cool is that? Yeah, I know people that don't know it's a religion in South Africa. Uh, it's probably more pressure than the president in South Africa being a national coach. <laughs> it's been a big honor. I've always wanted to coach my country and I had opportunities, but I, you know, I was assistant way back in 99 when we played in Houston. I was 32 years and I was assistant in, 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 the, in the previous world, in the 99 World Cup. So I've been around, but it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a childhood dream come true, but it's also a big responsibility. You carry the, the dreams and the hope of the whole nation. Um, you know, that World Cup, you know, only a win is good enough for me in winning the World Cup. But uh, that team went on, went on to win the World Cup now. And I don't take the credit. But a lot of those guys were youngsters. And, uh, you know, we, we lost by two points in the semis against New Zealand. That's I still believe and probably the whole world believe that's the best New Zealand team, best team that probably ever played rugby in those four to eight years. Wow. Um, so obviously I would love to win the World Cup. But again, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge honor. And it's not just about winning and losing for me. There's, there's more to it, meeting people, having great experience, making a difference in, in, in players and people's lives. So it's a, it's a great honor, but it's a huge pressure job. Uh, it's really, really tough pressure on your, on your family. And, um, you know, you can't get out. People don't, it's probably like, like most of the top sports in, in America, you know, you can't go out. You don't have a normal life. Uh, it's tough and family life. Um, so it's great now just to be, just be out of the spotlight and, uh, you know, start over. And um, I'm really, really proud of where I'm at the moment. And, I'm really positive what we're going to achieve here. Uh, like I said, Mike and all the other owners and JT and everyone, everyone's been great and everyone wants to win. And, you know, I like to surround me with people that's like-minded and have big visions. I've always dreamed big. And, uh, you know, at the end, good people. That's that's the most important to me. And, and I've been really welcomed at the club. It's great people in charge. So um, I'm really looking forward to the season. And we are too. And when we come back, we're going to talk about exactly what needs to change with the Sabercats. We'll get an update on the coaching search from Heineke. But first, I want to tell all of our listeners about one of our sponsors for the Cat Chronicles, the Y Factor. What is the Y Factor? Well, men, here's something that we don't pay attention to, our urological health. How's everything on the inside, right? Sure, you're working out, you're feeling great, but what about your health on the inside? Are you having fertility issues? Did you know 50% of fertility issues with couples? Well, it's the guy. So before you go down the expensive road of IVF or any other treatment, let the experts and the urological experts at the Y Factor check you out and make sure your fertility is fine. Women have OB-GYNs, men have the Y Factor. They are here for us, our men's health. They have all sorts of services from general urological wellness 
to vasectomies, vasectomy reversal, sexual dysfunction, low testosterone, and the thing they do with low T that other places don't do, the shock clinics that you see all over, they do a thorough examination and they try to fix the issue instead of just putting a Band-Aid over it and giving you shots and then you're dependent on shots. They try to get your natural testosterone going back up and running. So if you have any urological issues or if you haven't gotten a urological wellness exam done ever, go to the whyfactor.com. That's the, the letter Y factor.com and book your appointment. And when you book it and see the experts there, please tell them you heard it here with the Houston Sabercats on the Cat Chronicles. All right, Heineke, let's talk about what needs to change with the Houston Sabercats. Of course, I told you I've been here with them since day one, and you just see the excitement from the fans. You see that they're they're on this cusp of being something really good because they've got the facilities, they've got all the backing. Something needs to change. What do you think that is? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, <clears throat> I've lost a lot of games as well, so I don't like to criticize. So I don't want to speak about the previous coaches because I wasn't there and I don't understand. So just what I what I stand for, and uh, for every team, I think. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, really big on fitness and uh, I want our team to be the fittest team in the league and there probably will be. Um, you know, <laughs> guys usually call it the Maya diet, um, especially in this heat. So uh, one thing I can tell you, these guys will be will be super, super fit going into the, in, into the, into the league. Uh, I, I believe that you have to have a very, very physical forward pack that can dominate and you have to have set pieces. Um, I think we're probably a little bit unlucky through, through the year, if I do have to reflect. Uh, we don't always get our set pieces for what's what's so reason, but again, you know, there's a lot of factors. But I believe in big, big set piece play and then defense. Defense is non-negotiable. Um, you know, guys doesn't put his body on the line for his teammate or for his team. Uh, he can't be part of my team. I'm very, very big on defense. And if you look at the two teams that played in the final, you know, people look at the great tie, tries they scored, but it was also two best defensive teams. Yeah. So I always say uh, attack with bumps on seats, but, uh, you know, defense win trophies. So I'm very, very big on defense. So we have to up our defense. Yeah, we, we, uh, we didn't have the best defense in the league. We actually struggled with defense for some sorts of reasons. Um, so we have to up the defense. And then uh, obviously we want to play attractive rugby that, that gets the, the crowd into the stadium. You know, when I was back home, I started with the Bulls. They haven't won anything. And uh, it was a team effort. And that stadium can take 50,000 55,000 people and there was 8,000 people in the stadium at most and I said my dream will be to see the stadium full or filled once and in that season it was 60,000 people every single game sell out so my dream years again you know I think the stadium can take 5,000 so I definitely want to fill the stadium uh, or the team should fill the stadium a few times this year and then we have to build on so we're going to have to play attractive rugby that uh, draw the spectators in and we want the spectators that have fun you know it's, it's rugby still fun Although it's professional, it's, it, I don't see it as a job, so I have to enjoy it. But the main thing for me, you know, we can discuss all these things uh, if you have to win. Um, you can do whatever you want. If you win, you, you get people to the stadiums, you know, the culture is great, everything falls in place. So we have to start. I'm very, very uh, humble and, and know there's some great coaches out there. There's some great uh, teams out there. So it's, gonna be, it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But I believe we're going to have talent. We're going to have the coaching staff. Uh, and uh, the guys are really, really motivated. So uh, I'm looking forward to a great season, but it will, you know, it will take a lot of hard effort and probably a year or two to, to get to the top. Absolutely. And one of the things that you hit on earlier a little bit, the coaching search is going great, but what is the full update on the coaching search right now? Because fans are excited about who is going to be the next head man here for the Sabercats. Yeah, we fall down the line. Um, so, um, you know, 
I, I, I usually prepare well and, and uh, you know, like I said, Mike's been great. So uh, we've got our guys and it will be really, really good coaches, coaches, coaches at the highest levels. And like I said, I will be really, really much hands-on. Um, though they'll be a head coach, I'll probably be, you know, mostly be hands-on as well. So and, and the guys I've worked with, most of them I've worked for probably 15 years plus. So we know exactly how we think, what we want to achieve and think to say about, about rugby and life. Uh, so we'll, we'll be fortunate to have some really quality world-class coaches. Good. Uh, have you had a chance to talk to all the veterans of this team, some of the players, Sam, Luke, uh, you know, these players that fans know and love? You had a chance to talk to them, and what have you learned from them? Yeah, I've spoke to a lot of players briefly, but again, you know, um, the thing I don't like, which is the tough part of coaching, unfortunately, you have to make all decisions, uh, and it's not it's not easy because, you, you know, a lot of these guys are great guys, and it's their livelihood, so obviously you have to change the roster. We've, we've won four games in two years, I think. Mm-hmm. But I've spoken to a few of the players and, um, like I said, great facilities. Uh, it's really a good culture going. And we can just improve on that. And there's a lot of loyalty yeah, that guys really want to do well. And, uh, you know, the thing that stands out that whoever I've spoken to is, you know, we've been bottom of the lock. And we still have a lot of great fans and a lot of great support. And that says a lot, that's a, that says a lot to me. That's, that says that uh, there's a huge opportunity. Here. If we start winning, uh, we're going to fill the stadiums and we're going to have to build bigger stadiums. I've said to the owners, my goal is to try and get us to get a bigger stadium because I really want the people and people that doesn't know rugby to come and, and just try it out and have a great vibe. So the thing that stands out for me is that it's the fans, you know, because uh, they still stand behind the team. And I'm not used to that back home. If you don't win, there's no fans. If you win, yeah. you fill the stadiums. So that's a great, great uh, start, I think. And um, I'm without saying too much, I think we shouldn't talk too much. We should keep our feet on the ground, stay humble and uh, let a rugby talk. But by saying that, I'm really positive for the, for the coming season. And uh, there will be some young players in. I like to build with young players. Uh, we're not going to buy superstars. That's not my style. Uh, we really want to develop players. That's why it will take some time. But there will be some really quality youngsters that's going to join us. Uh, and they will have a, we'll have a good roster. I'm, I'm really happy with the lot of roster we probably have at the end. I'm excited about that. Last question for you. I know you've got a busy day. What will be deemed a successful tenure here for you with the Sabercats? That's a great question. I don't, I don't like to overpromise and underdeliver, <laughs> but um, obviously, you know, to um, first of all, to have a winning team. And, uh, you know, I think to win a trophy once is, is easy. I think the thing that stands out, you have to be really consistent year in and year out. You have to play for the, for the semis and the final year in and year out. So for me, that is, a, you know, to leave a legacy of a really, really... Um, great culture team that really goes out there and win trophies. And then also, you know, we, I'm really big on fans because like I said, I coach in the amateur days as well. And if you don't have fans, there's no rugby. So I really want the biggest thing probably for me is, is the fans to uh, be proud of the team. You are going to lose games, but uh, you want, you want the fans to say at least, you know, to see that the players put their bodies on the line for them and really try hard. And then for me, probably the end, um, you know, my, my whole thing about rugby is to make a difference in people's lives. So the day I leave you, you know, it's, I always believe trophies are great, but it's a piece of tin or, you know, it doesn't mean a lot at the end. Um, for me, it's more to say, you know, at least I think it made a difference in people's lives. A lot of young players gave them a great career, changed their lives and uh, hopefully, you know, meet some great spectators and, uh, you know, just put a smile on their face, especially the kids. So although I want to win a lot of trophies, I really love to leave here and say listen you know you made a big difference to our community that's probably more important to me 
That's great. Heineke, thank you so much for joining us. He's your new director of rugby. Make sure you follow us on social media for the latest on the coaching surge, any signings, all the great offseason news all over. And you can go to HoustonSaberCats.com. And by the way, I want to mention this. If you are a PE teacher or you know a PE teacher, you can go to HoustonSaberCats.com and learn about the virtual learning 2021. You can have the Sabercats participate with you to teach your students about rugby. There's even a chance for them to come in to in-school uh, visits once everything calms down. They've got home workouts, a lot of cool stuff there. You can go to HoustonSaberCats.com to learn more and to uh, sign up. If you are a PE teacher or you know a PE teacher, this is a great way to learn about one of the fastest growing sports and get a chance to meet some of the coolest guys in professional sports with our Houston Sabercats. So make sure you go there, HoustonSabercats.com. Thank you everyone for listening. And we will talk to you next time on the Cat Chronicles. Thank you very much. It's been an honor to be on the show and uh, we need all the support we can get. And thanks for having me in Houston. I hope I can make you guys proud. 